S-T-A-N. Come on up here. Come on up here, please. All right, let's go ahead and take our seats, please. Everybody stop having such a good time right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's uh, listen up. We're going to start with Numbers 10. Is it rolling, by the way? We're going to start with Numbers 10.10. So the word of Yah is about to be read. Please, let's have some reverence. Also, in the day of your gladness, and in your solemn days, and in the beginnings of your months, you shall blow with the trumpets over your ascending smoke offerings, and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, that they may be to you for a memorial before your Elohim. I am Yahuwah Elohim. Hallelujah. Let's lift up an offering to the Most High. We know our prayers are as incense before Him, as that's written in the book of Revelation. All right, let's, let's bow our hearts. Lift up hands if you feel led. O Father Yahuwah Most High, we approach your throne by the name of Yahusha, our Messiah, whom we love and who we know to be your Son, the Word made flesh, our Messiah, our King, our High Priest. Father, we want to follow Him with all of our hearts. And we thank you so much. We know that we would not have salvation but by the blood of your son on the cross. And Father, we just thank you. And we want to thank you by showing you that we reverence your Torah, reverence your Shabbats, your feast days, your new moons. Father, we want to observe everything that we possibly can because our trust and our hope is in you. Father, we just ask that you would meet us here on the Shabbat to be with us as we read your word, as we study it out. As we eat and as we dance and sing and rejoice to you, Father, we ask that you would meet us here. And Father, we ask that no unclean spirits would be allowed here in this presence, in this house, Father, and that only your Ruach and those of your rejoicing angels may be here with us to celebrate you. We thank you, and we say all this in the name of Yahusha. Amen. So today, I want to talk a little bit about the word trust. <clears throat> it's a word we find many times throughout the scriptures, and I think it can be overlooked much like when we say we love Yah, a lot of people say they love him, right? But he defines it quite differently. If you love me, right? That's a lot different than one of most of us were brought up to understand about the word love. In a similar way, I wanted to talk about trust and how that we can trust in Yah. So this week's Torah portion uh, covers Leviticus 25... 
uh, through 27. And the first seven verses of chapter 25 talks about how every seventh year there would be a year of release. Everybody familiar with that? All right, every seventh year. So <clears throat> that, would be, that would be incredibly challenging for an individual, if you think about it, to take an entire year off from sowing, from reaping, from anything. Because their livelihood depended upon that harvest. And obviously, when I was thinking about it, the, the basic principle of that is trust. You had to trust in Yahuwah to follow through with that commandment. And as we know, through, through, he prophesied it in chapter 26. He's like, you're going to go astray. You're not going to preserve these things. And the land is going to get its rest that you did not allow it to have. Right? So we know that they didn't trust in him. And they didn't observe these things. So I want to talk about trust. So the, the definition of trust is this. Assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. I want to talk about, so there's trust, there's trustworthiness. Um, we can place confidence in the person we trust. I also want to talk about some synonyms and some antonyms. So some similar words for trust is confidence, expectation, Faith. I believe that we understand the word faith, and one of the pillars of faith, I believe, is trust. To keep that faith up, you have to have trust, hope, assurance, certainty, conviction. These are some of the words that are similar to it. Now, antonyms, so opposite words, disbelief, distrust, doubt, uncertainty, mistrust. There's four words in the Hebrew Tanakh that define trust or that are translated as trust. The Hebrew word batach, which is to trust, have confidence, to be secure in. We have the word hasa, which is to seek refuge, to seek protection, to hope in, and to trust. Mibtach, which is the act of confiding, a state of confidence, security, trust. Yachal is to wait for to hope, to expect, to trust. So my question to you all is we say we trust him, but do we actually trust him? Just like I've asked in the past, you say you love him, but do your actions show that you trust him, right? And we know that he says, when you guard my commandments, this is, li this is likened to loving him. That's how we show it. Because we can say it, right? When, Ma when Messiah rebuked the Pharisees, he said, they draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but their heart is far from me. Because in vain they are keeping the traditions of men. So let's go to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17 says this. The sin of Judah is written with pen, with a pen of iron, and with a point of a diamond. It is graven upon the table of their heart and upon the horns of your altars. While their children remember their altars and their groves by the green trees upon the high hills. O oh, my mountain in the field, I will give your substance and all your treasures to the spoil. And your high places for sin throughout all your borders. 
And you, even yourself, shall discontinue from being your heritage that I gave you. And I will cause you and serve your enemies in the land which you know not. For you have kindled a fire in my anger, which shall burn forever. Thus says Yahuwah, Cursed be the man that trusts in man, and that makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from Yahuwah. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhibit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. But blessed, or happy, is the man that trusts in Yahuwah, and whose hope is Yahuwah. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreads out her roots by the river, and shall not see when the heat comes. But her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So though the heart of man has this wickedness sowed in it, there's a group of people that are trusting in Yahuwah that, hey, you know what? The ways I was brought up in, the ways of man, the traditions of men, it's not for me. And, of course, what Disney and all these corrupt cor corporations try to teach us that just to follow your heart, right? But, no, we're trusting in Yahuwah, and we show him that we trust him by keeping his ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Zephaniah 3. So Jeremiah 17, what we just read, Zephaniah 3, we're learning that the ancient generations did not show that they trusted in Yahuwah. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted, the oppressing city, it's Jerusalem. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in Yahuwah. You can see right there, obeying the voice, which we know clearly is keeping his Torah, is related to not trusting. So she trusted not in Yahuwah. She drew not near to her Elohim. Her princes within her are roaring lions. Her judges are evening wolves. They gnaw not the bones till the morrow. Her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the Torah. The just Yahuwah is in the midst thereof. He will not do iniquity. Every morning does he bring his judgment to light. He fails not, but the unjust knows no shame. I have cut off the nations. Their towers are desolate. I made their streets waste that none passes by. Their cities are destroyed so that there is no man. There is none inhabitant. I said, surely you will fear me. You will receive instruction. So their dwelling should not be cut off. Howsoever I punished them. But they rose early and corrupted all their doings. Therefore... Wait ye upon me, says Yahuwah, until the day that I rise up to the prey. For my determination is to gather the nations, that I may assemble the kingdoms to pour upon them mine indignation, even all my fierce anger, for all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. For then will I turn to the people a pure language, that they may call upon the name of Yahuwah to serve him with one consent. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my suppliants, even the daughter of my disperse, shall bring mine offering. In that day, you shall not be ashamed for all your doings, wherein you have transgressed against me.
For then I will take out of the midst of you them that rejoice in pride. And you shall no more be haughty because of my holy mountain. I will also leave in the midst of you an afflicted and poor people. And they shall trust in the name of Yahuwah. The remnant of Israel shall not do iniquity, nor speak lies, neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth, for they shall feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. And praise be to Yah, I do believe he is waking up a generation that is beginning to actually trust in him. While many say that they trust in him, there's a group of people that are actually walking it out, and I'm pleased to be among you all today. Let's Let's talk about David. Let's go to the Psalms. Go to Psalm 34. If you just did a word study on just the word trust in the book of Psalms, I think you could probably be occupied for four to five hours. And I think David was an amazing embodiment of someone who actually trusted in Yahuwah and didn't just say it, but actually walked it out. And an amazing example he is. Psalm 34. I will bless Yahuwah at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in Yahuwah. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify Yahuwah with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought Yahuwah and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and Yahuwah heard him. And saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of Yahuwah encamps around them that fear him and delivers them. Now listen to this. O taste and see that Yahuwah is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. And the lives, the, the walks that we're walking out, we're learning step by step that we can trust in him. That he's there for us in times of affliction, times of trouble. Go to Psalm 40. And David knew from an early age to trust in Yahuwah, did he not? And that trust that he had gave him the conviction to say, you know, why do you all fear this uncircumcised Philistine, right? He comes to us with sword and spear, but he came in the name of Yahuwah. That's trust. Think about the trust that David had. Psalm 40, I waited patiently for Yahuwah, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. That's a a story a lot of us have been living out. Praise be to God and to his mercy. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our Elohim. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in Yahuwah. Blessed is the man that makes Yahuwah his trust. And respects not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. So once again, we can see the individual who trusts in Yahuwah keeps the commandments of the Most High. Many, O Yahuwah, my Elohim, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto you. If I would declare and speak them, they are more than can be numbered. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 13. A little out of order. My apologies. Psalm, Psalm 13. <clears throat> I 
Psalm 13. How long will you forget me, O Yahuwah, forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Yahuwah, my Elohim. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing unto Yahuwah because he has dealt bountifully with me. I like this passage. This reminds me also of Jacob. When Esau was coming to Jacob with the 400 men, Jacob, he admitted, I fear exceedingly because of my brother Esau. But what happened? He, tur he turned that into trust for Yahuwah. So same thing with Psalm 13 here. He's talking about all these hardships that he's going through. How long will my enemies prevail over me? How long will you forget me, O Yahuwah? Might have been a little time of silence where Yahuwah was taking some time, taking his perfect time to answer David's prayers. But he trusted in here. You can see here in verse 5. So even all the, the complaints that he has before Yahuwah, he turns that into trust for him. And so, once again, when we say we trust him, our actions determine whether we actually do or not. Let's go to 1 Samuel 30. Let's look at another story of David and a man that trusted in Yahuwah. 1 Samuel 30. It's a good name. First Samuel 30 says this. This is an interesting story. And it came to pass when David is, this is when they were fleeing from Saul, from the persecution that Saul was, was dishing out. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the woman captive that were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to sleep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because all the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David encouraged himself in Yahuwah. Now, if David had no trust in Yahuwah, no faith, he would have been shattered, right? And that story would have ended right there. The men would have killed him, would have stoned him, it would have been over. But it said David strengthened him. Can you imagine that for a second right now? He's got, I don't know, a couple hundred men here, <clears throat> And can you imagine if all their wives, all their sons and daughters were taken of the kind of mutiny that would ensue from that, right? Because when anything goes wrong, people just like want to stone their leaders, right? That's just how, look at Moses, what happened to Moses in the wilderness, right? Everybody's ready to stone him. But David took courage because he trusted in Yahuwah. He knew Yahuwah was a sturdy and firm shelter. And anybody know how the rest of the story went? I'm sure you can probably guess it, right? That's right. They went and destroyed all the Amalekites and got all their women and all their children back. Nothing was missing. Not a thing. And that's, that is someone who trusted in Yahuwah. So it should be easy to trust Yahweh. Well, because his word is truth. 
and we know it's truth, especially in the day and age we live in. Like, when you think about it, when you read about Sodom and Gomorrah, and then over there, there's this place that's still, you see doorways and windows covered with ash, and you see these, uh, these, these um, sulfur balls all over the place, and the place is completely desolate, just like it said it would be, for the enduring generations to, to set an example of the fury and vengeance of Yahweh for those that transgress against him. And then you see there's, a, there's a, the Noah's Ark finding up, way up in the mountains of Ararat. What's a boat doing in the mountains? We see these things, and it confirms the scriptures are true. It should be easy to trust them. How about our personal lives? How about what the miracles Yah has done in our lives? Thinking about the lives we used to live and, what we, and where we're at now, what our heart desires now. I don't know about you, but that's miraculous. At least looking at who I used to be and who I am now, I still got a long way to go. But it's a miracle, right? So it should be easy to trust Yahuwah. But still some have a hard time doing it and trusting in him. Go to Job 13 real quick. Let's take a quick peek into the life of a man who really trusted in Yahuwah. Job 13, 15. This is a powerful verse. A good friend of ours sang about this verse. Ashira. It says, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Think about that for a second. That is the most extreme. Even if Yahweh himself were to slay me, fine. I trust in him. And how about everything in between? Look at Job's life. All his riches, gone. All his dignity, gone. All his children, gone. Even his wife said, you still have faith? Curse Yahweh and die. Have some dignity. What did Job do? Job strengthened himself in Yahweh because he trusted in him. And that's what we can learn about Job. Let's go to James. James 5. What we'll learn here in James is that patience, I think, is another pillar of holding up faith. Patience is very similar to trust. Sometimes we have to have patience to walk in that trust for Yahweh because things aren't in the instant like we're so used to in this internet age, right? James 5 verse 7 says this, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the master. Behold, the husbandman or the gardener, waits for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receives the early and latter rain. Be you also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the master draws nigh. How much even more now in our time. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge stands before the door. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of Yahuwah for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Pause there real quick. Think about being a prophet of Yahuwah back in the day and the things he called them to do, right? Like Ezekiel laying on his side and then this side and then Isaiah says he walked naked for some time. I and mean, think of all the things that they had to do. And Jeremiah, in the midst of a sinful nation, he's sitting there telling these people about the truth of Yahuwah. And all they want to do is kill him and throw him in the prison. And he's like, everyone mocks me, right? And I, it would be just easier for me if I just be quiet. 
but there's a fire in my bones. They couldn't. But think about it. They trusted him in the midst of all that, in the midst of all the adversity. Verse 11, behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of Yahuwah. Yahuwah is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Of course, you know how the story of Job ended up. He got double everything he had. Go to Nahum 1.7 real quick. Nahum. Nahum 1.7. Nahum 1.7 says, Yahuwah is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows them that trust in him. Nothing escapes him, right? Nothing escapes him. Even your own thoughts, he knows your thoughts. He really knows if you, tr if you trust him or not. Right? You can say it. You can say, I love Yah. You can say, I trust Yah. You can say, I have faith. Anybody can do that. But not everybody can walk it out. But that's our calling. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. You can't fake the funk with Yahuwah. Go to Psalm 91, a very popular passage. And you'll see that all the benefits of the protection, of the, found, the foundation of this is trust. No trust, no benefits. Psalm 91. Everybody wants the benefit of this chapter. Not everyone wants to put it the time in. Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. I will say of Yahuwah, he is my refuge and my fortress. My Elohim in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. His truth, his Torah shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come close to you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked because you have made Yahuwah, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come close to your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, they shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragons shall you trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my Yeshua my salvation. Praise be to you. So the foundation of Psalm 91 is trusting in him and abiding in his truth. Let's go to the book of Sirach chapter 2. Sirach chapter 2. Just in case you're new, the book of Sirach 
is known as the book of Ecclesiasticus. It was included in the 1611 KJV under the Apocrypha section. It was included in the Septuagint and many other canons. This was considered scripture for a long time. Sirach chapter 2. Let's talk more about trust. And hearing from a lot of you, a lot of you are going through trials, testings, provings. This chapter is for you. We've read it probably a hundred times in the last year. We're going to read it again. And we're going to read it again. Because these are powerful words. Sirach 2 says, My son, if you come forward to serve Yahuwah, prepare yourself for temptations, trials, tribulations. Set your heart right and be steadfast. And do not be hasty in a time of calamity. Cleave to him and do not depart that you may be honored at the end of your life. Listen to this. Accept whatever is brought upon you. And in changes that humble you, be patient. For, for gold is tested in the fire and acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation. Trust in him and he will help you. It's just like anything else. Forgive and he will forgive you. Trust and he will help you and he will deliver you. No trust, no deliverance. Make your way straight and hope in him. You who fear Yahuwah, wait for his mercy and turn not aside lest you fail or fall. Excuse me. You who fear Yahuwah, trust in him and your reward will not fail. You who fear Yahuwah, hope for good things, for everlasting joy and mercy. This is one of my favorite passages. Listen to this. Consider, think about, so consider for a second, the ancient generations and see whoever trusted in Yahuwah and was put to shame. No one. Whoever persevered in the fear of Yahuwah and was forsaken, or whoever called upon him and was overlooked. For Yahuwah is compassionate and merciful. He forgives sins and saves in time of affliction for those who trust him, of course. Woe to timid hearts and slack hands, and the sinner who walks along two ways. Woe to the faint heart, for it has no trust. Therefore, it will not be sheltered. Woe to you who have lost your endurance. What will you do when Yahweh punishes you? Those who fear Yahweh will not disobey his words, and those who love him will keep his ways. Those who fear Yahweh will seek his approval, and those who love him will be filled with the Torah. Those who fear Yahweh will prepare their hearts and will humble themselves before him. Let's go to 1 Maccabees chapter 2. 1 Maccabees, same deal, apocrypha section of the KJV, the Greek Septuagint, and many other prominent canons. 1 Maccabees chapter 2. So in 1 Maccabees 2, we're going to get a rundown of some of the amazing patriarchs before us that exemplified trust in Yahuwah. And through their trials and their tribulations and overcoming, we should be able to see that with Yahuwah, anything is possible. 1 Maccabees 2, verse 49. Now the days drew near for Matthias to die. And he said to his sons, Arrogance and reproach have now become strong. It is a time of ruin and of furious anger. Now, my children, show zeal for the Torah. 
and give your lives for the covenant of our fathers. Remember the deeds of the fathers which they did in their generations and received great honor and an everlasting name. Was not Abraham found faithful when tested and it was reckoned to him as righteousness? Yosef, in the time of his distress, kept the commandment and became master of Egypt. Pause there real quick. Think about Joseph. I've mentioned this before, but think about Joseph, right? He was evilly treated by his brothers, unfairly, unjustly, sold into slavery, was in jail for, what, 12, 13 years, and never lost trust and confidence in Yahuwah. And because of that, Yahuwah lifted up to be the ruler of all. Verse 54, Phinehas, our father, because he was deeply zealous, received the covenant of everlasting priesthood. Joshua, because he fulfilled the commandment, became a judge in Israel. Caleb, because he testified in the assembly, received an inheritance in the land. David, because he was merciful, inherited the throne of the kingdom forever. Elijah, because of the great zeal for the Torah, was taken up into heaven. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael believed and were saved from the flame. Daniel, because of his innocence, was delivered from the mouth of the lions. And so observed from generation to generation that none who put their trust in him will lack strength. Do you think that applies to our generation? Do you think that still continues today? Maybe? Indifferent? How about yes? How about it does? Verse 62, for those of you that fear the Rothschilds and the whoever, that's the boogeyman over there, do not fear the words of a sinner, for his splendor will turn into dung and worms. They'll have theirs. Don't worry about them. Let Yahweh do it. Today he will be exalted, but tomorrow he will not be found because he has returned to the dust and his plans will perish. You hear that? His plans will perish. My children, be courageous and grow strong in the Torah, for by it you will gain honor. Let's go to 2 Maccabees chapter 7. Now this is a story we should all gain confidence and trust in Yahuwah. 2 Maccabees 7, 24. So we're coming in at the tail end of this story. Before this, there was a man, a priest named Eleazar, who they put in front of the public square, and they said, we'll let you go free, and you won't die. You won't get tortured on the rack. All you just got to do is eat a piece of this pork. And what do you think he said? Not today. Not having it. I'm standing up for the Torah. Of course, he got brutally murdered. Praise Yah. Then you had seven brothers and their mother also put public square in front of everyone. And he told all of them, you will be honored in my kingdom. I will give you riches and glory beyond what you understand. All you got to do is just eat this piece of pork. And he said, I don't think so. So where we're coming in here, because this is a long read, where we're coming in here is on brother number seven, the last one. His six older brothers were all brutally mutilated and thrown into a pot of boiling uh, oil, dead. And their mother watching all this. Here's number seven. This is verse 24. So 2 Maccabees 7, verse 24, says, Antiochus felt, this is the king, this is the Greek king, 
Antiochus felt that he was being treated with contempt, and he was suspicious of her reproachful tone. This is the mother. The youngest brother being still alive, Antiochus not only appealed to him in words, but promised with oaths that he would make him rich and enviable if he would turn from the ways of his fathers, and that he would take for him his friend and entrust him with public affairs. Since the young man would not listen to him at all, the king called the mother to him and urged her to advise the youth to save himself. After much urging on his part, she undertook to persuade her son. But leaning close to him, she spoke in their native tongue as follows, deriding the cruel tyrant, my son, have pity on me. I carried you nine months in my womb and nursed you for three years and have reared you and brought you into this point in your life and have taken care of you. I beseech you, my child, to look at the heaven and the earth and see everything that is in them and recognize that Elohim did not make them out of things that existed. Thus also mankind comes into being. Do not fear this butcher, but prove worthy of your brothers, accept death, so that in Elohim's mercy I may get you back again with your brothers. While she was still speaking, the young man said, What are you waiting for? I will not obey the king's command, but I obey the command of the Torah that I was given to our fathers through Moshe. But you, who have contrived all sorts of evil against the Hebrews, will certainly not escape the hands of Elohim. For we are suffering because of our own sins. And if our living master is angry for a little while to rebuke and discipline us, he will again be reconciled with his own servants. But you... Unholy wretch, you most defiled of all men, do not be elated in vain and puffed up by uncertain hopes when you raise your hand against the children of heaven. You have not yet escaped the judgment of the Almighty Sing Elohim. For our brothers, after enduring a brief suffering, have drunk of ever flowing life under Elohim's covenant. But you, by the judgment of Elohim, will receive just punishment for your arrogance. I, like my brothers, give up my body and life for the Torah of our fathers appealing to Elohim to show mercy soon to our nation and by afflictions and plagues to make you confess that he alone is Elohim and through me and my brothers to bring an end of the wrath of the Almighty which has justly fallen on the whole nation. The king fell into a rage and handled him worse than the others, being exasperated at his scorn. So he died in his integrity and listen to this, putting his whole trust in Yahuwah Last of all, the mother died after her sons. Now that is probably the most extreme case of trust that we can imagine. How much more for our little situations that we go through can we trust in Yahweh? Is that possible? It sure is. It sure is. Let's go to Matthew 27. You think Yahusha died in any less of a dignified manner? I don't think so. Matthew 27. Matthew 27, 41. Matthew 27, 41. This is when he's on the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocked him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. 
If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in Elohim. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of Elohim. And what did he say on that cross? He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Yahusha trusted in Yahuwah with all of his heart and gave us an example. Did he not? All right. We're finishing up here. A couple more words. So what we've gone over so far is trusting Yahuwah, which should be the easy part. My question, does he trust you? Are you trustworthy people? Can he trust you? Go to Sirach 4 again. Because this trust thing is not just between us trusting Yahuwah. He should be able to trust us. Right? And we'll see here in the book of Sirach that the Ruach takes its time in trusting us. Sirach 4, verse 11. Sirach 4, 11. Wisdom exalts her sons and gives help to those who seek her. Whoever loves her loves life, and those who seek her early will be filled with joy. Whoever holds her fast will obtain glory, and Yahweh will bless the place she enters. Those who serve her will minister to the Holy One. Yahweh loves those who love her. He who obeys her will judge the nations, and whoever gives heed to her will dwell secure. If he has faith in her, he will obtain her, and his descendants will remain in possession of her. Now listen to this. This is how the Ruach tests us. For at first, she will walk with him on torturous paths. She will bring fear and cowardice upon him and will torment him by her discipline until she trusts him. And she will test him with her ordinances. Then she will come straight back to him and gladden him and will reveal her secrets to him. If he goes astray, she will forsake him and hand him over to his ruin. Let's go to Luke 16. So the Ruach needs to trust us. What about Yahuwah? You think he sees every little doing, every little word, every little thought contrived in our minds? He sure does. Can he trust you with where you're at? Can he trust you by the words that come out of your mouth? Can he trust you to be an ambassador for his truth? Can he? That's the only question that you can answer. And he can answer. Luke 16, verse 10. Listen to this. He who is faithful, or we can also say trustworthy, because this is about the parable of the unjust steward. He who is faithful or trustworthy in very little is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest in very little is, dis is dishonest also in much. If then... You have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon. Who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which, which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve Elohim and mammon. 
So the question, brothers and sisters, by the way, worship, worship team, please come up here. By the way, so we've talked about us trusting in Yahuwah, which should be the easy ways. We've asked the question, can Yahuwah trust you with your behavior, with what comes out of your mouth, with your discipline, whether you have the fruits of the Ruach or not? Do you have shalom in you? Do you have love in your heart? Or do you just want to bash around other people of Yahuwah because they believe just a little bit differently than you? Can he trust you with his truth? Can others trust you? Can your fellow brothers and sisters trust you? Are you a man or a woman of your word? When you say something that comes out of your mouth, will you do it? Will you keep that which comes out of your mouth? And like he says, he who is faithful in, or is, is not faithful in a little is also not faithful in much. Think about it for a second. Last question. Can your children have trust in you? I was talking with a brother last night who grew up in the church, and he was a deacon's kid, and he was telling me all about deacon's kids and pastor's kids and how sometimes they were the worst. Can your children trust the words that come out of your mouth? Are you trustworthy in the home? Do you stick by your word? Do you keep your word? Because if you can't even keep your word and do what comes out of your mouth, how can people trust you in bigger things? So think about it. Let's pray real quick. Father Yahuwah, we just come before you. Father, we thank you for your word, which is a light to our feet. Otherwise, we'd have no idea where to go, Father. But you are so gracious to give us written commands that we know exactly what to do and to teach us from the heart how to love you and how to love people. Father, we, just, we thank you for this time, and we bless you, Father. May this be a time of rejoicing as we sing to you and dance and rejoice to you, Father. And we love you in the name of Yahushua. Amen. Please stand. Please stand up. Hello. Shabbat shalom, guys. So Jake had a surprise visit. He's like, hello, I'm here. So we're going to do a couple songs. Praise be to Yah. And then Linda and Ruth will take over. We're going to start with a song called Light Shine. Just like he calls for us in Matthew, let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So may Yah bless us, that we may be that light shining to the nations. Hallelujah.
survive the storm or wither in the freeze. We praise you in the storm and we thank you for the warmth that you brought upon our hearts. Let your spirit not depart. All that we've gained, all that we've lost, all of the pain and all of the cost, to bear up our cross, to bear up our cross, oh, to bear up our cross, oh. Let our light shine brightly for you, walking in spirit, walking in truth. Let our light shine brightly for you, walking in spirit, walking in truth. Let our light shine brightly for you, walking in spirit, walking in truth. Let our Walking in spirit, walking in truth. Buried in the earth, water constantly. Will it survive the storm or wither in the freeze? We praise you in the storm and we thank you for the warmth that you brought upon our hearts. Let your spirit not depart. All that we've gained, all that we've lost, all of the pain and Tim, can I get a little more monitor? Monitor? Praise ya. All right, we'll do one more. We'll do a song called Seek My Face. Praise ya. Blessed are you, Yahweh Sevaot. You gave us of your son so we could have hope. Taught us how to walk in spirit and in truth. He is the vine, through him we bear fruit. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. Our hearts desire with every single beat. Your Torah inside us, commandments we know. Till that creature far we wait until it's blown. When you seek my face, but I said, Oh, 
prematurely we know The world is filled with lies, vanities and woes The people that seek him returning to his way Leaving Babylon, Yahushua, don't delay Hearken to his people, his doctrine dropped his reign Keeping the commandments lest ye walk in vain His Torah is no burden no matter what you're told Sweeter than honey and worth more than gold When you sin, seeking my face But I said Shabbat shalom, everyone. Give us just a second. We got to get reset up here. Adam was talking about trust, trusting in Yahuwah, which is quite a big, big topic if we really think about it. And um, I just want to do this. Y'all have your uh, swords on you? 
Grab your, grab your sword. Grab your sword. And uh, turn to Isaiah 12. Turn to Isaiah 12. And I, I want to do something different today. Um, I want us, you, you might, all of you guys may have different translations, okay? Like, I probably have a different translation than what you're probably reading. But we're going to do this, we're going to read this together. And I don't care what translation you have, just read it. Read it out loud. And we're going to start uh, with verse 1, and we're going to end at verse 2. So we're just going to read verses 1 and 2, okay? Isaiah 12, verses 1 and 2. I'll give you just a minute, and I, I want you guys to read this out loud. Everyone read it out loud together, because th this is what we're to say. You know, it says, on that day, we will say this. So let's proclaim this together, okay? Let's read it. All right, ready? Then you will say on that day, I will give thanks to you, Yahuwah, for although you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, Elohim is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for Yahuwah Elohim is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yahshua Hamashiach is our salvation, and he has come, and he's given you redemption. And we will say on that day when he comes again, how great is he. We will give thanks to you, O Yah. Amen. So. Let's never stop singing that gospel song, all right?
next song we're going to sing is called I'll Wait For You, and uh, I felt it was very fitting uh, with what Adam was talking about. Um, this song comes directly from my heart. I'll be just honest with you guys. It's, it's, uh, it's part of my story. It's part of our story, Ruth and I's story. And, and just saying, you know, yeah, I've learned now of your ways. What do I do next? How many of you guys, when you guys came into the truth, were kind of like uh, maybe a little overwhelmed and didn't know what to do? didn't know how to handle it. You knew it was truth, but maybe didn't realize, like, how do I keep Sabbath? How, what do I do? How do I, how do we keep the feast days? You know, it's like, it's amazing. And you're like, wow, I want to, oh, I just want to do all of it. I know it's, it's so truth, you know, but you're kind of like, whoa, you know, I don't, I don't know this way of thinking. And I, now I understand it, but it's, it's all new, you know, it's a lot at once. But this is saying, regardless, I'm ready for you. I'm ready for the change. I, I want to be taken to your holy place. I want to be set apart. I want to be different from the world. I want to walk in your ways and your statutes. Guide me and teach me. You know, it's saying, I'll wait for you, Yah. And I know many of us are in a season right now of waiting, of saying, you know, Yah, I don't know what's coming next, but I'm waiting for you. And I just want us to take this moment, like, don't be ashamed. Everyone in this room, we, have, we may have a, a lot of people in this room, but do not be ashamed to worship Yah with all of your heart. Get down on your knees and praise Him. He is worthy of everything that you are. Everything in your life, He is worthy of all of it. And, and we can't simply just get down on our knees and praise Him. If you feel led to do it, do it. But if you don't, don't do it. It's okay. But just, just let Yah work in your heart. And if you're in a season of waiting, put your hands up and just trust Him. Know Yah, you're guiding me. I know you're taking me along. I know you're showing me your ways, and I'm waiting for you, and I trust in you. So that's what this song's all about. Um, so just don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. I'm ready for the change. Oh, yeah, come lead the way to your holy place. Where I know my heart will be laid bare before you. Oh, Father, you see through all my insecurities that prove my lack of faith towards you. Oh, Father, do what you please. I want nothing but your spirit and truth. Oh, yeah, you're all I need. 
Oh, Father, yeah, we will wait for you to show us the way. You are the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you, Yahuwah, for providing all that we need and for giving us everything that we are in need of, Father. You have given us plenty. You have satisfied us completely. You have shown us your mercy and grace. Thank you for providing, Father. We trust in you. We wait for you and you alone. It's in your name we pray. Amen. We're going to end with one more. And uh, uh, I love this song. <laughs> it's by Ashira Rose. And um, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's kind of a perfect Shabbat song. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's come together and let's worship him. And remember that we're here to gather. We're here to gather with each other, to fellowship, to sharpen one another, and, and to just be prepared for his, his coming, to prepare ourselves, prepare each other for his coming. We're here to speak encouragingly, to love one another, to be open-hearted and, and to not be ashamed or afraid of anything that we may have in our lives, but to come and just lay it bare. Lay your heart bare and let the people in this room, the family that is here, help you. Let the word nourish you and take care of you and provide for you. Let Yahuwah be your comfort and your shalom. Let's sing this together.
faithful and true. You are loving. You are righteous and worthy of all praise and honor, glory and power. Blessed be the name of Yahuwah Sabaoth, our Elohim. We come before you, Father, humbled to be your people, to be your creation, to be here in the midst of this fellowship. We honor you. We love you, Father. I pray that you would convict us today, that you would show us anything that is within ourselves that is against you. Any walls we've built up against you, Father, would you break them down? Would you open up our eyes and our hearts to you? Would you reveal your word to us and show us more of who you are? We gather together, Father, to worship your Kodesh name and your son, Yeshua. We thank you for all things you provide. Blessed be the name of Yahuwah, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. testing okay so uh we're gonna get ready to eat here praise ya uh and i noticed there's a lot of new faces here so one thing we like to do is we